Normally in our First Nation culture, we don't identify as carers and taking care of our families here now or by distance is what we do and have done. And we never ask for help due to past trauma. Our mobs describe what rivers they have followed or lands they have lived their footprint on, their connection to country and how they've been caring for many generations past and present. Our mobs also talk about how they look after their own health and relationships, stay connected to their culture and to their spirits to keep their identity and dreaming alive. They all tell their stories with passion, sadness and to teach other carers what they do to survive as they have done for many generations. In these stories, you will find the healing power of listening and connecting and individual strengths. Holding on to that hope as you find one way of sharing common grounds. Welcome to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts, hosted by me, Benny Egmelis. With us, uh, we've got Uncle Ross. How are you? Good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. And uh, thanks for taking the time to come in and have a yarn up with us. Hey, well, we always start off these sessions. Who's your mob and where are you from? Uh, mob's Wadri. I'm from the Ranger uh, mob, so the uh, Bramblets, Carols, Christians, that's my thing. Awesome. Mm. So where about to that out in Ranger? So you've got Wagga, you've got Griffith, it's a town right in the middle called Narendra. Narendra, I don't think I've driven that far down south. You probably drove for it, you go, oh, nice little place. <laughs> Blink day and then, <laughs> and then I'm on the other side. <laughs> that other one, all towns, yeah. I've been through a few, but mind you, so I'm not always paying attention, unfortunately. Uh, but that's good. So tell us a bit about your experience as a carer and you know, how long you've been here in Canberra. It's interesting journey actually to become a carer because uh, my wife was passing. So my mum and dad come down to look after me. My wife passed and my dad passed and I also I'm looking after my mum. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. so I've been a carer for mum for 10 odd years now, full on. Now that's, that, that's an experience within itself being a carer. People don't understand what a caring is. They go, oh, you're with, you're with your mum. That's great. But you got to remember, you're only with your mum. Gotcha. You're, you're not socialised. You're not out there partying or being radical. You're with your mum, and that's your social. That's a construct of the time. And it can be such a, a burden. I thought it was just me till I spoke to other carers. And they go, they suffer the same thing, the isolation, the cabin fever that steps in. You know, and do you find that's a thing? Like, like a lot of people don't actually understand the social or social life of a carer and what that kind of means to them. Because I, I guess I think, I guess I just take it easy. Like, I mean, I rung up a mate today. I was like, let's do dinner tonight. And it is such an easy, oh, yeah, right, I'll meet you there. And, and, and don't understand, like, the life of a carer. That, that's kind of a question that involves, like, maybe five or six different things needing to happen for that person to even be able to come out and have dinner, you know? Oh, I could say, yes, let's go and do dinner. But i got to make arrangements for mum. Make yeah, well, she's fed. That She's got someone they're looking after. That There's something around this. She's secure because she falls or anything like that. So yeah. I've got all these other aspects of planning. It's just that, oh, let's go and do it now. No. Yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're really – look, I love my mum, don't get me wrong, but it is a ball and chain situation. Yeah, gotcha. You've got to look after her before I look after my own needs. Yeah. That's what a carer does. and. And my heart goes out to all other carers because you're giving away your life to look after someone else. And that's what you're doing. You're giving away your life, your personal aspects, your values to look after your, your mum, your dad, or your, your daughters, your kids, whatever, because that you've been selfless here in that yeah. respect, but you're giving so much else of, of yourself away. So if you're single, you ever thought about bringing a, another person into your life and you go, well, I'm looking after my mum. That's not a very attractive 
opposition now, is it? So there's a lot of loneliness involved in the caring role. What are some of the challenges you face on a daily basis when you think about it? Oh, for me, because I look after an older person, other people are different because of disabilities and younger type. But for me is that the fear of waking up and finding her not there anymore. That's something you have to prepare for every morning. So it's a shock factor. It's hitting you all the time. And so that's the biggest thing. You sit there in bed and you listen to make sure they're breathing. You go just glimpse glimpse in the room, make sure the chest is going up and down. You go, great. That's my first task of the day. Tick. The next one is a, it's a heavy task. Oh, yeah. It's a burden. And people don't realize that. And then you go, okay, I've got to prepare breakfast for her. And they don't want to eat that. When older people get, you know, they turn back to childhood. It's like dealing with a five-year-old, honestly. Like they they might be pushing the food somewhere else or they may be feeding the dog underneath the table. Now we we're, we frown upon that now, but as they're getting older, that's what they do to you. They're turning back to a younger stage and it's really stressful. And yeah. when you want to talk about something yourself, be, uh, uh, want someone to listen to you and you're talking to them, they don't really hear you. And it's so frustrating. There's, yeah. there's a lot of little things behind it. So that, um, I mean, that must create a bit of pressure and, and stress, you know, doing the whole live checks every morning, you know. You know, what do you do to self-care? You know, when you're looking at how you take care of you during these times, what do you do? Well, for me, because uh, my background is counselling and a life coach, so I'm, I'm aware that what I should be doing, but I'm not actually doing them all the time. One of the things I do is for myself, I make sure I get out for a half-hour day, which is gym very much into fitness so i don't take partake in alcohol or anything like that because if i get drunk i can't look after her if something happens so that's all gone away so health is a big thing then your spirituality your your mental health's next what do you do then you're very limited on what you can do but meditation and self-reflecting but you can't do so much of that honestly because you're still pulling your hair out you need that I, i look for that social interaction where i can talk to someone and people already think, oh, you took a leg off a chair. You've got no one to talk to. <laughs> <laughs> it's fair game, eh? I remember talking. Uh, I was mentioning a, a colleague and, and somebody said, um, yeah, no, I just work colleague. He's a, he's a bit of an annoying person. He keeps going on. He keeps talking. He keeps going on. I said, yeah, everybody says that about him. Until he's on your side and you need him to get something over the line, I said, and then, then you'll appreciate that because he will bug everyone until he gets that task done. And so for me, I was saying, like, um, it's all a matter of the uh, perspective of people, where they stand and when they view that. I mean, you mentioned the personal value, you do a bit of gym and that, but you do a lot of interesting things, I heard. What's some of the… Hypnosis. Hypnosis, there it is. I do, I've done a lot of training because of the time I spent at home, so counselling, life coaching, hypnosis. I might yep. take it one step further because… To have a social interaction, I thought, well, why not put together a, a hypnosis show? So I finished scripting it and I'm practicing it. I know what act I'm going to perform. And so you probably say, well, where about your mum? Well, I'm bringing her along to the show. Sitting in the show, she's not going to partake in the show, but yeah. at least I'm getting out there interacting with others. So I'm looking forward to that. So I think I'm going to be the first Aboriginal uh, hypnotist to do stage show in Australia. Do you know what? I'm in entertainment and I would say... I have not met an Aboriginal hypnosis, no. I've met a lot of other Aboriginal different talents. I mean, I even met an Aboriginal pole dancer, so I was blown away at this event by their, their sort of skill set. 
and their core strength, but never met an Aboriginal hypnosis. So tell me more about this. How did you get into hypnosis? Well, through counselling, actually, because I've got a fascination in the mind, how to help people get over issues and, like, stop smoking, weight loss. And, so, and hypnosis is wonderful for it. You do it instantaneously, or when I say instantaneously, you say about 15, 20 minutes thing and help people remove that that need for a smoke, remove for a smoke or a alcohol or things like that. Alcohol's a bit harder, of course, but the most fascinating thing I've seen and i actually done is stop someone drinking Coke. It took me 15 minutes. Really? It changed their concept of what a, drinking the Coke to a point where they, they won't touch it ever again. It was amazing to watch. Do you know what? Can you... um? I have a session with my wife about arguing with me. <laughs> Last cause. <laughs> you, you know, your show, tell us a bit about your show. What, do you, what, do you, what, what sort of things are we looking to expect in your show? Well, one of those started off as a fundraiser, so I want to help groups make money, of course. It's comedy. It's not adult humour. I don't, I don't believe in that. So you get people in the up, up on stage and they'll be seeing, feeling and hearing things very vividly. So they use their imagination. They may see, example, I'll put you on a roller coaster ride. You go, you're sitting in the chair in the audience. All of a sudden you start to see the roller coaster appear. You see the tracks appear. And then you, you feel the wind in your, on your face and your hair. And you actually feel the, the leaning of the, of the uh, carriages goes down around the uh, roller coaster. It's amazing. That's, That's incredible. Oh, it is. I've been on a roller coaster a few times and I, and I would say that I probably have a very adverse effect. <laughs> we yeah. emphasise do not be sick. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. So, look, keep keep an eye out for the show. I mean, I'll be keen. You know, let us know and see whatever whatever, whatever we can do to promote it from our end. That'd be great. Fantastic. Thank you. What would you like to do more of this year to come? Um, having a look at, you know, I mean, you're a carer. It's a full-time job. But outside of the hypnosis show and stuff, like what else is – on your agenda, I'd really love to achieve this this year. What I'm very big on is helping people break their barriers, break yep. through issues, especially because I'm single myself. Yep. And the biggest issue is the mindset we have that we have to remain single. And I want to work mainly with men, but I'm quite happy to work with women to break through those issues. I'm putting together this course called Breakthrough Course, which I'll be going through carers to show them and help overcome your thought patterns. Because at, at the end of the day, our thoughts control who we are. Oh, I can't do that. Now, unconscious mind goes, great, we can do that for you. But I want to change that we can do that. So your unconscious mind goes, yes, I can do that. It's as, as simple as that. That's one of the biggest things I want to do next year. And I want to start working with more of the Indigenous communities and doing that. So we'll yeah. be out there and going, have you got an issue? Let's get past this issue, work past this anger, this sadness, and let's get on with life and start enjoying it to the fullest instead of finding excuses for ourselves. Hey, you mob. Do you help support and care for your parents, your aunties, uncles, grandparents, cousins, siblings who live with a disability or a medical condition, including terminal and chronic illness, a mental illness or frail age? Carers ACT offer a range of supports and services designed to support, connect and empower First Nation carers in their caring roles and personal well-being with programs such as short-term replacement, in-home care and respite when you need to have a break or unexpected illness. Carers ACT offers counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. By working together, we help our First Nation carers feel relaxed and supported so they can keep leading fulfilling lives, continue their caring relationships and maintain their sense of self and cultural connection. 
Carers ACT is the delivery partner of the Carer Gateway in the Australian Capital Territory. And if you want to have a yarn with our friendly First Nation worker, you can work together in finding how we can support you and connect you to culturally appropriate services. You can now call the one national number, 1800 422 737. That is linked to a wide range of services and we want to support you through your caring journey. If there are carers out there listening, what would you like to say to them? You know, if they're in the grind and, you know, having been through what you've been through, what would some of the stuff you'd love to, to say to them? I oh, would love to say, you're not, not on your own. You feel like Robinson Crusoe. You do. You feel like you're the only person going through this. And put up your hand to speak to the carers so they can get groups to talk to. Be brave enough to go out and talk to another person, another carer if necessary. Start to have that interaction, breaking down that loneliness barrier, that personal barrier. Develop a social construct so you're, you're out there interacting. Because cabin fever, I think, for, for me, was the biggest issue where I, was, I felt isolated and alone. And we're not alone. We're not alone. We do is put our hand up and say, can I speak to someone? Uh, the carers were arranged or you might go for a social group. Just get out there and start talking. That's the biggest thing. I am um, looking at this festival coming up in um, next year. It's a festival that looks at how you use IT and artificial intelligence to, to create connections. Oh, yeah. People. And I think that's fascinating, hey, because you look at you, you did a lot of, you must have done a lot of study to get the, the yeah. life coaching and the hypnosis stuff under. And, and I guess um, if you're at home and you're, you're spending copious amounts of time at home, caretaking for somebody that's one thing people could do is pick up that that hobby or a passion or something within that space oh yeah utilize your time that way i've never thought of it like that because i think it's important i mean you know to dive into some kind of learning i mean i met a mother one of the caretakers on here who spoke about her journey she was like doing a nursing degree caretaker for like five kids like it was i was like you must have sleep mate but I think for her, it was that getting out and learning and growing and connecting with, with you know, what's out there and, and letting her knowledge grow and um, being passionate about that learning experience. Yeah. I think it's such an important thing. So when you're talking about life coaching, I mean, life coaching is massive, hey? It is. It is. What do you focus on? Once again, uh, moving through, moving through your barriers. For me, that's so important because we can get into a rut and we can stay there. And that's when uh, we go into darker thoughts. But to think that, okay, tomorrow's a different uh, new day, things we can actually achieve. And we have all got the ability to do so. And all you need is someone to grab you by the hand, which is life coaching, and pulling you forward, saying this is how you can do it. And then you, as the individual, must make the choice to do it. I can tell you how to jump over the moon, basically, if you don't choose to do it, you can't do it. You won't do it. So is life coaching a bit different to psychology? I guess I'll be seeing a therapist or is it because they almost have the same touch points in some areas. Well, you do. You, you'd look at this is the contention between psychologists and counsellors. So your counsellor will go, okay, this is, let's hear what's going on with you. Let's do this. A psychologist is there to diagnose the, the what's going on with you. And then you go into life coach, you go, well, Forget what your, your diagnosis is. Let's work with you as an individual because you're not broken and just readjust because we have to approach you as you're not broken, you're perfect the way you are. Let's just move you on to another, uh, move you on to where you want to go. Well, I was uh, talking around my son who's 
been recently assessed with ADHD. We're trying to figure out, you know, how to support him best in school and that because he's, you know, the learning oh, yes. aspect from a very challenging. So he sits at a table with another late, a girl with, with ADHD. What I was really encouraged about is uh, as they were talking, the teacher was listening to them talk and she was expressing some of her challenges around it. And my son goes, um, he said, oh, yeah, I just call it my superpower. Uh, he said, you know, it might be sometimes seen as uh, something that's like not helpful or it's hard, but he says, but I see it as my superpower because I can do a lot if I, you know, with it. And and then they started calling it their superpower. And I thought that was just so cool because I, I remember talking to my son about it and I said, well, regardless of what you have, regardless, there's always a way to use it to your benefit because it could it could use it in a way where it can distract you, or, you know, and those are the negative aspects, but there's also a lot of positive aspects, you know, so have a look at some of those positive things and what you can do to use those things to get through. So that kind of advice is so important, you know, and I think there's a lot of people today who, you know, know what's going on with, them with, with psychologists and all of that, but they actually don't know how to achieve their goals in life. And that's probably where that life coach kind of stuff comes into, eh? It does. When you brand someone with something, people want to live into what that diagnosis is. They're saying, oh, I got it. As your son said, it's a superpower. He changed the, 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 the narrative of it and he's gone in a different direction. It's amazing. You say, oh, God, I suffer from high blood pressure and uh, diabetes. I could sit back and go, woe is my life and live into that concept of diabetes and high blood pressure. I go, I'll stuff it. Change my diet, go and exercise, enjoy life. Instead of living into the diagnosis, live into your life. Yeah. I had the same stuff with alcohol. I mean, I, I, I wasn't terrible or anything with it, but it just, because of my family and the liver, and we all ended up on dialysis. Everyone in my family was just crazy how they all ended up on dialysis. So I remember getting a scare with my liver and, and my gallbladder, and then that was it. So I stopped. You know, so and I took on that same mentality, like live healthy, live life to the fullest yeah. so that you don't have any regrets because, you know, you get those moments where where you've run out of time, like time's so valuable. That's that's something I think that we, we tend to just take for granted is time and how important time is. I mean, I guess for us, the last kind of question we like to kick off at the end in this session, and, um, uh, for us, who do you follow in a sports team? Was it rugby league, soccer? What are, what are you? Who are you kind of? Um, who do you back? None, actually. <laughs> I used to. I I'd probably be a lot of cans thrown at me. Used to follow Manly, but I, that was many years ago. Because <laughs> I, I, I brought up three little girls, and every time I tried to watch football, it'd be going on something about princesses or something or other. And I, I lost track of football. Yeah, good but good. mind you, those little terrors now watch football themselves. <laughs> but I'm a boxing nut, so. Oh, you love boxing? I loved, you know, I used to watch when Tony Mundine and Green and the rest of the guys were fighting, so I used to enjoy that. Because my background is, uh, Greg Carroll's my uncle. He's the first Indigenous coach, and his older brother, which was my grandfather, taught him how to box. We're in a boxing family, so I love watching boxing. Yeah, we, I grew up in a boxing family too. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, love boxing. All up in the north, um, Michael uh, Tenney was, I think, he may have went to the Olympics for boxing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a good, good fighter. So we have an, uh, my, there's a, a traveling boxing tent. Yes, it's the first. Yeah, he used to get around, um, around the, the, you know, sort of the country, Roy Bell's boxing tent. 
Roy Bell's my great grandfather. So he's the one who went down with down in the ranch, or that's where Roy and uh, uh, my uh, Charlie Simpson used to fight and those things. They come yeah. Blackfella, yeah, and yeah, the drums and the thing. Yes, I remember. Yeah, so it's uh, you know all of my family are all ten boxers. Yeah, and that's kind of uh, the history of the, the ten boxing, and and it's really funny because it's very different to to you know boxing per se. You know, it's a it's a different art. It's a different form of fighting. There's a different uh, entertainment sort of angle that you take with it. So, oh yes, I know that. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, it's a really, it's an amazing art, you know. So, we got all that's great. You're another boxing enthusiast, so uh, that's good to hear. But um, look, I, I appreciate you to coming in and taking the time today, Ross, and and Thank I you. can catching up, and and I appreciate it. So, big love. Thank you very much for inviting me. You have a great day, all. Well, another great chat with the First Nation carer in Canberra. And thanks to Carers ACT for making this yarn possible. If you are caring for a family member, a friend, a spouse, a neighbour, or someone who lives with a disability, a medical condition, including a terminal or chronic illness, a mental illness, or is frail and aged, then Carers ACT can help. That's right, Benny. Carers are unpaid help who support with daily living activities. And Carers ACT recognises and promotes the roles that carers have in our Canberra community. We offer a range of services designed to support, connect and empower carers in their caring roles and personal wellbeing with programs such as short-term replacement care, when you need a break, counselling, educational workshops, social and therapeutic activities and advocacy. Sounds great. How do the support services help? Great question, Benny. Our supportive programs are designed to build resilience and knowledge, offer stress management strategies, relax and re-energise your body, mind and provide a unique opportunity to connect socially with other carers. By working together, we can connect you to other carers, provide advice and guidance and give you a break when you need it so you can maintain your caring relationship and a sense of self. I know that Carers ACT is the delivery partner for the Carers Gateway in the ACT. How can people get in touch and have a yarn about how you can help? Carers can now call the one national number, one 800 422-737. That is linked to a wide range of services. What if people don't know exactly what they need help with? Can they still call? Totally. You don't have to know exactly what to ask for. You can just talk through any problems you are having and the Care Gateway staff will try and match you with services that can help. Amazing. Thanks for filling us in. Thanks everyone for listening to Sharing Common Grounds of Caring Podcasts. See ya.